Welcome back to Red Arrow Camp's Sunday Chapel Talks. This is week six of the 2022 summer season, and this week's Chapel Talk is titled The Lone Wolf, written in red by Eric Roach. Now sit back, relax, imagine those beautiful views of Trout Lake, and enjoy. The 1980 Winter Olympics will be forever remembered for the performance of the American Olympic hockey team, who beat the Russians and won the gold medal in Lake Placid, New York. Most all of you know this story well, as it has become a regular movie favorite here at Red Arrow. This was a monumental event in American sports history, but I would say indeed the most astonishing performance at those games was accomplished by a 21-year-old pre-medical student from right here in Wisconsin. Eric Hyden gave up his first love. It was hockey at the age of 14 to concentrate on a more obscure and unpopular sport called speed skating. Yes, Eric traded the hockey stick, the mouth guard, and pads for nothing but a space-age-looking spandex bodysuit and his blades. Eric caught a lot of heat for this choice. His hockey bros and friends saw him step away and take a lone path that no one had taken to this point in his circle. However, the whispers, the heckling, and peer pressure did not faze him. He went left when everyone else went right. He was secure enough to not concern himself with the opinions of others, rather follow the path of his heart and his own convictions. He began skating seriously, training five hours a day on the ice and on dry land. One of the exercises he practiced in his basement was on a six foot wide plastic sheet in which in stocking feet, he'd simulate skating while in place, back and forth, over and over for hours. He went on and excelled at the junior level and began to compete against the world's best speed skaters a few years later. He compete, competed in the 1976 Olympics in Innsbruck, Austria. He would take over as the best skater in the world in 1977, winning the overall men's title at age 18. He would repeat this in 1978 and 79. He entered the Olympics as the favorite in all five of his events. Haydn was the only man ever to win both the world sprint and all-around titles in the same year. He did it three straight times. Talking about his sport, Haydn said, it's a clean sport. There's no one else to blame, no one to rely on. You just have a pair of skates. You're kind of a lone wolf out there. And I like that feeling. A lone wolf. Before the opening ceremonies, the lone wolf was the biggest story for these Lake Placid Olympics. He was the favorite in all five events, also the most sought after American athlete at the games. The 1972 gold medalist Annie Henning summed up the mood best by saying, my God, I don't believe what I'm seeing when I see Eric skate. He just isn't real. Eric Hyden was no longer an obscure athlete in an obscure sport but an American celebrity. His time was no longer his. It was everyone's. All eyes were on him now. 
Eric and his razor-sharp skates went on to chop away at all the race distances he was entered in, often coming from behind, but coming out on top each time. The lone wolf now faced the most grueling race of the, them all, then 10,000 meters. That's 6.2 miles. Eric would later say that in order to be ready for the 10,000, you have to pay your dues. You got to train like crazy and be a technically good and dedicated skater. It wasn't easy for him as it was in the 1,000 because the 1,000 came to me easy, he said. Even on a bad day, I could win. He spent the night before that race going crazy as a fan at the USA versus Russia Soviet Union hockey game. Hyde was so thrilled by the American victory that he had a difficulty sleeping the night before and ended up oversleeping, grabbing a few pieces of bread for breakfast before he hurried to the rink. Completely stoked and pumped by the American's performance, he obliterated the world record in the 10,000 meters. He shattered the record by 6.2 seconds, and that's a lot. He came into the games with unprecedented expectations, then seemed to improve with every event. It was the equivalent of winning the 50 meters, 100, 200, two, three, and four lap races here at our own Olympics. As his coach said before his first event, Eric is the only one of the good skaters who was going in every event. The rest are all specialists taking a crack at him. He mastered all of them. After all was said and done, with all of his successes, five golds, and the adoration of the entire country, what may be most remar remarkable is that Eric Haydn never sought glory during his entire journey. No, the former hockey player, the lone wolf, skated for himself and no one else. In nine days in February at Lake Placid, New York, Haydn accomplished what no Olympian had ever done in a summer or winter Olympics at the time. He won five individual gold medals. In becoming the man of gold, the sturdy skater established five Olympic records, including one world mark. The 21-year-old took home more gold in the 1980 Olympics than 13 other prominent countries combined. In a sport that requires intense dedication and maturity, Haydn set new standards of achievement, not for the approval of his friends and outsiders, but for the love of the sport and its challenges that fulfilled him and only him. He actually said, and I quote, that from a speed skater's point of view, the Olympics were overrated. They're just big in the eyes of the American public, he said. He never felt comfortable with the madness surrounding him. After winning his fifth race, his thoughts were not about fame. Heck, gold medals, what can you do with them, he said. I'd rather get a nice warm-up suit. That's something I can use. Gold medals just sit there. When I get old, maybe I could sell them if I needed some money. Imagine that level of humility. Hyde knew his fame would pass because, as he said, his sport was an exercise in anonymity in America, where people like contact sports so they can see blood. I didn't get into skating to be famous. It's not a sport you get famous at. If I wanted to be famous, I would have stuck with hockey. Haydn told the media he was going to retire at the end of the season. Maybe if things have 
stayed the way they were and I could still be obscure in an obscure sport, I might want to keep skating, he said. I really liked it best when I was a nobody. Upon the completion of his skating career, his grand endeavors did not stop there. He turned to pro cycling for the fun of it and ended up winning the 1985 World Championships. Then on to competing in the biggest cycling race in the world, the Tour de France in 1986, representing the first U.S. team. Upon the end of his short stint in pro cycling, he decided to take it easy and pursue medical school at one of the finest medical schools at Stanford, where he eventually graduated and became an orthopedic surgeon, now to this day, just like our own Dr. Timmy. So by now you're likely wondering why I tell you this story. I share this story because it reminds me of all the priceless gifts in life that we receive here at RAC, whether we realize them in the moment or not. I can't help but wonder where the lone wolf found the gifts of courage to be so bold to leave the promise of a hockey career without succumbing to the intense peer pressure from the hockey community. What inspired him to have the drive and dedication to a process so that he could will himself to five exhausting hours of practice each day? The gift of humility, so ingrained that his five gold medals were not his gifts of achievement, rather the gifts being gained from the path and end result knowing he gave all of himself no matter what the outcome would be. So absorbed with the beautiful simplicity of just wanting to be the best he could be at something for himself and no one else. And to be the way he knew, and to be that way, he knew that he had to be self-reliant without being swayed to follow anyone else's path just because everyone else was doing it. Boys, you see, the self-reliant man does not depend on others to validate his beliefs and decisions. He carves out his own path in life, even if his ideas cut across the grain. The self-reliant man enjoys supreme freedom, freedom and independence in all areas of his life. He is the captain of his soul and master of his own destiny. Just like the young lone wolf Eric Hayden began to master when he sat on the very same benches on a similar Sunday as you sit 53 years ago. You see, boys, Eric Hayden's first Olympic experience representing the U.S. was not in the winter of 1980, as you may think. The fact is, his first Olympic experience right here at Red Arrow were in the summers of 1968 in 69, when young Eric was a member of the U.S. Red Arrow Olympic team as a camper, just like many of you will be in six short days. Eric the Lone Wolf did not walk alone at first. He walked the same paths and faced the same obstacles as you here. He learned the same lessons. He lived the same life. And rather than leave his summers in his trunk at home, he left his trunk open using those tools to craft a path for himself that was his alone and for no one else. Although his pursuits led to skating to five gold medals, pedaling to a Tour de France, and a career in medicine, 
Your passions and pursuits need not be so grand. Whatever they may be, just follow your passions and they will no doubt lead to your purpose. Hear this, boys and staff. While we brothers have each other's backs, while we support each other and grow together, at the end of the day, we must all paddle our own canoes in life. Life is a raging river with all conditions that require self-reliance and an ability to look within for your own answers. Red Arrow brother Eric Hyden realized here that those first steps come in listening, learning, loving, and letting others in. After all, attitude is shaped by influence and association with special people. And who are more special than your brothers and heroes here at camp? You must squeeze all the sap from the pines of wisdom from those around you and in life, boys. Insist on being yourself, paddling your own canoe, and never, ever imitate. Become your own wolf and howl to the moon when you see fit. And always, always chop your own wood in the forest of life, gentlemen. For if you do, it will warm you twice. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Chapel Talk. If you want to hear more or learn more about Red Arrow, be sure to go to www.redarrowcamp.com. We'll see you next week.